Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Caregiver Coffee Shop podcast. And if you are an entrepreneur, but also caregiving for a spouse, an aging parent, or a sick kiddo, I am here for you. I am here to share with you that you can do both. It does not have to be a choice. And if you're interested in learning more about how you can find a healthy balance between your business and being a caregiver full-time, hit the link below to schedule a free caregiver support call and I can tell you more details. But let's move back to the episode. Today, I am so excited to have my next guest, Sally Ricor, on. She's a productivity coach. She's a busy mom. And she is also certified in the fair play method, which I'm very excited to learn more about myself. So um, Valerie, thank you so much for being on the Caregiver Coffee Chat podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, uh, for those who aren't uh, familiar with you and your work, could you take a little bit to, a little bit of time here to share with us um, about yourself? Yeah. So I am, as you said, a productivity coach, and my goal is to help moms gain a sense of control, spend more time with their families, and end their days feeling at peace. Because um, I believe that moms do too much. Um, society has conditioned us that we need to do it all in order to have it all, or just because we need to do it all. And I'm calling BS on that. I think uh, we do not need to take it all on as mothers. We can... Um, create equity in our households, and we can just say no to lots of things. And um, my goal and mission with my business is to really shift that so that moms can focus on what's important to them to them and their family and uh, feel less overwhelmed and scattered every day. I love that. And I do agree with you. I mean, you know, there's still this, I know we're not in the fifties anymore, but still sometimes it feels like people are still pushing us to still do it all and be homemakers and that everything has to be on our plate. And I want to call BS on that too, because that is not the case y'all. It is not the case at all. You are a mom, but you're also a person. And if you keep your tank empty chronically, it's because you think you have to do it all. Are you mm -hmm. listening? If you think you have to do it all, guys, you're going to burn out so hard. And that's not, and that's just going to lead to more stress, anxiety, mental overload, and also physical. I mean, that's what happened mm -hmm. to me. I ended up with IBS after my, after we got diagnosed with my husband's illness and I quit my job to be full-time with him. So, cause I wasn't taking care of myself. So it really has to be a healthy balance. That's the words we're using here, guys, healthy balance between your motherhood role, your marriage. And also, and how you raise your children. So it has to have some balance and some boundaries. We've got to use that word boundaries mm -hmm, in there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just a house of cards and it will not help you move the needle forward. So um, can you tell us a little bit then, Valerie, about your own story? I mean, why? I mean, you hit the nail on the head on so many different <laughs> things that we struggle with as moms and mompreneurs. Uh, but, you know, what, what's the story behind your journey and how you were able to get to the point where, because obviously we start at zero with an empty tank and we're not, mm -hmm. and we know we need to kind of reshift things to move the needle forward, but we don't go from zero to 60 overnight. It's just not done. So Share a little bit about in your story about how you realized, okay, I need to make a change and then some baby steps that you took to get there. Yeah. So I, um, when my oldest was born, I quit the corporate world and started a professional organizing business because I was after that elusive balance. I did not want to be working full-time in the corporate world and trying to figure out how to raise kids, but I knew I didn't want to be home full-time. And and I was lucky in that we could afford to do that, right? My husband 
also his full-time job allowed that to happen. But somewhere in there, I realized that that balance is kind of, it, it doesn't really exist in the way that I think we want to believe that it does. And very quickly, we fell into traditional roles in our family. My husband worked. I took care of the kids more often. I did more around the house because I felt like, okay, my job is flexible. I have the time. I'm going to do all of these things. And it never sat right with me, but that's just kind of what we did. And then also just both from growing up and hearing my mom and her friends, the way that they would talk about their partners, and then the way my friends would talk about their partners, almost like we had another, they had another child to take care of. And I was just kind of thought that was, I didn't like that. Like, why are we having relationships if we're basically just taking on somebody else that we have to care for? And that, so I didn't like that either. And so kind of combine all of that with my love of reading about time management. And it's just kind of shifted to where I wanted to start working with moms on their productivity or their time because it just felt like moms were doing everything and wearing ourselves out, but not making the time to step back and really think about, is this how I want to be spending my time? And then I came across the fair play book and thought, here is an answer. Instead of having to do it all ourselves and wearing ourselves out and being mad at our partners for they're not helping or whatever situation we've got ourselves in where we're exhausted because we're trying to do it all and we feel like we're failing, here's an answer. And so that does it in a way that gets your partner and your family on your team versus you being the one nagging everybody to do everything. And I started implementing it in my own life and tweaking it as we as worked for us. And it has really helped. I mean, we still fall into traditional roles on occasion. It's just, it's so ingrained in us, right? That it's really hard to get out of it. But I know that I'm raising two girls. I want them to see things differently, to know that there are different options out there. And so I'm aware of it. And then we can kind of tweak as necessary to get back to a place that feels better for all of us. Um, and I think I've just long been somebody who likes to question the status quo. I don't think my kids need to be in activities all the time. And I don't think, you know, we, we don't fit that traditional American family that's doing everything all the time and wearing ourselves out because we just, I just, that doesn't, it's not who I want to be and who we want to be. No. And I love that you said that about tweaking. That's another thing. It's like any guys, there's so many people out there. Okay. we Valerie and I are just two people who are running businesses. There's hundreds and thousands out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there'll be more <laughs> in the next decade. Okay. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because different people need different things. We all have a unique story and obviously you resonate with certain people and that's mm -hmm. fine. Okay. But here's the thing I want you to understand. If no, no, you know, black, no, nothing is going to be concrete to where you follow it to a T mm -hmm. and that ex immediately gets you the results. Okay. What you have to do is take whatever we teach you or that you get or that you're taught from somebody else. If it's not one of us is tweak it. You have to tweak mm -hmm. it in a way that makes sense to your brain. Okay. Mm -hmm. And same thing. I've had a productivity coach too, and I really tweak what she's taught me, but the, but the main things are still there. 
Mm -hmm. that's fine. So you have to, whenever you're creating a new plan, whether it's for the caregiving role, whether it's for your business, whether it's for um, finding a balance between you working on your business and taking care of your home and taking care of your kids, it has to be in such a way that makes sense to your brain. That's the only way this is going to work because, you know, obviously, because obviously I know Valerie is very talented and she has amazing things to share, but she has a unique brand and what makes sense to her brain is not going to make sense to my brain hundred <laughs> percent. So it's about taking what you are absorbing in content wise or tip wise or whatever wise and tweaking it into a way that works for you and being flexible with it. Right. Because mm-hmm. just because you start at one spot, I guarantee you in another 30 days to 90 days, it's going to look totally different. And you'll probably have to make some more changes along the way. Entrepreneurship is a good, as a good, um, uh, um, uh, example of that in of itself. I mean, I've been at this three years and I guarantee you, I am so different. I'm in a, such a different place now mm-hmm. with my business and where I'm pivoting and going three years in than I was three years ago. And that's okay. Same thing is true with our motherhood journeys. Our children have, will have different challenges as they get older. Other things will pop up and Valerie has more than one child. I have, I had, I only have one, but Valerie has more than one. So obviously her kids might be similar because of family traits, but they're two different unique individuals. So mm-hmm. um, Valerie's approach is obviously going to be different slightly to both her kids. And the same thing is different with you, with your productivity journey, with your mm-hmm. motherhood journey, with your caregiving journey. It's supposed to be different and that is okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay mm-hmm. to shift as mm-hmm. things come up. My caregiving routine has certainly shifted since I'd say January, since my dad's had some more health issues and that's fine. I've just had to kind of tweak my daily routine and that's fine. So tweaking is okay. Tweaking is allowed. You know, shifting is okay. Shifting is allowed, but you Mm -hmm. just have to figure out how to do it in a way that makes sense for you. And sometimes it might mean some flops. Yeah, absolutely. I think it might just mean some flops. Yeah. That evaluating piece is so important, both at the beginning of all of it. And then as you're moving through it, it's definitely as a, an entrepreneur, things shift. As a parent, your kids' needs shift. Things change with the season, right? Like my kids have two weeks left of school. So what, like as we're recording this, and so as we get into the summer, our routines are going to shift. Things are going to look a little bit different. Maybe the chores around the house are going to look different, how we tackle things, because things are different. And so we're going to talk about that and be open to trying new things and seeing what works. and. I think you are absolutely right. And it's not going to be perfect every time we kind of play the the scientist in the experiment at the same time where we're just kind of playing to see what works and tweaking as things don't work. And then maybe not touching something that's working really well. Um, right. Yeah. And, and also I love what you say about the fair play method, because, you know, we're making it fair, not just for ourselves, but for our family. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to make it fair to where it's that they, that it's, you know, realistic to what they can cope with. Okay. And that it plays maybe to their strengths too. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, um, I'm better um, being organized with um, being organized. So I do the bills and the budgets, not to say that my husband couldn't do it, but I'm a little bit better with that. Whereas um, he's a little bit better with maybe fixing things and that's fine. Mm -hmm. So play to the strengths and kind of divvy up. And there's, again, it's not about Mm -hmm. roles. Like it's not to say that, oh, the, your husband has to do only X, Y, and Z and you're and you have to do X, Y, and Z. It can be switched. Growing mm-hmm. up, that was very much the case for me. My mom hated cooking with a vengeance. <laughs> she hated it, but she was great with numbers. She was mm-hmm. very good at doing a budget and very detailed and organized with that. And she loved it. And so she did the budget. My dad, he's good with math, but 
it drove him up the wall. He enjoyed baking. <laughs> so for their marriage, they reversed it. Dad did all the cooking and the baking and mama did all the finances and budgeting. And that was fine and it worked. So it was fair, but and it was in a way that made sense to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So look at all so so look at all of that, whether it's the house cleaning, whether it's the bills, whether it's the cooking, whether it's um how you balance your careers. Um, there's so many different elements to raising a family and maintaining a healthy marriage, but there's no one size fits all approach. And obviously in your unique journey, everyone has different things that they will face. And so just being open to flexibility mm-hmm. is a big component of it. I know for me, I only have a healthcare background. You know, I did that. I was in healthcare for 15 years prior to becoming an entrepreneur and a full-time stay-at-home mother and sandwich generation caregiver. So I definitely had to be, when I was going through that journey of trying to figure out something remote I could do from home, the problem I ran into, I don't have a bachelor's, don't have a master's, don't have any X amount of training or years of experience in any other industry. I kind of had to go by the seat of my pants and write my own book. And even three years in, I'm still going by the seat of my pants and writing my own book. (laughs) And that's okay. But it has served me a lot better being open and being curious about, mm-hmm. okay, I tried something, it didn't work, it flopped, but that is, that's okay. I've, I've gained some new skills and now I'm going to shift, keep shifting and pivoting and figuring it out and being mm-hmm. and going in with that curious intention versus like, oh, great, I'm horrible. I made so much mistakes. I'm never going to get this. That mentality does not serve you as mm-hmm. a mom, as an entrepreneur or in your marriage. It really doesn't. So how can you go in with curiosity and openness and being like, okay, I, we tried something and work. Let's, what can we tweak? What can we shift mm-hmm. to get to a better place? Okay. Mm-hmm. So Valerie, let's give our audience some examples. We've given tips, but let's give them some examples about how that would look um, in our relationship with maybe our children or our marriage. What is something that you could share from your experience that might help our listeners feel like, okay, that's me. And And now I know how I can move the needle forward. Yeah. So the fair play method really gets into all of that in terms of like talking with your partner and your family about all of the tasks in the household. And so one of the first things that my husband and I talk about, and I will say that the goal is not to get to 50-50. It's to, as you were talking about, like what makes sense for you. So in our household, I don't like to cook. My husband does. He does the majority of the cooking and I pay our bills because that's just similar to you. Like that's just what I don't like numbers, but I can pay our bills and stay on top of our budget. But one of the first things that we tackled with the fair play method was dishes. So we always have dishes. There are always dishes. We're running our dishwasher quite often. And it was starting to feel at some point like, I was responsible for the dishes. My husband would be working. We both work from home. So the dishes would sit and it would just feel like it was my responsibility. Well, my job is easy, more flexible. I have more time. I should just deal with it. But I got really tired of dealing with the dishes all of the time. And so we talked about it and I said, hey, the dishes are taunting me when I come into the kitchen. I feel like they're guilting me into dealing with them, but I'm tired of doing this every day. And he, and my husband's response was basically, I'm not even, he wasn't even thinking about the dishes at all. He knew we would get to them at some point. They weren't even on his brain. He wasn't expecting me to do it because he, it wasn't even, didn't even cross his mind. And so we came up with a plan and this is 
like the fair play method is where somebody is fully in charge of a task from conception through planning to execution. So it's not that one person is buying the groceries and somebody else is making dinner. It's that somebody is doing the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and making the meals. And in our house, we we try to do meal planning as a family because my kids are particular. And so we want, and we want to get them involved in that. But my husband does the grocery shopping and the cooking. He knows that's just the like the full execution and planning piece of a task. With the dishwasher, we divided it. It's a task that really one person shouldn't be in charge of forever and ever because it has to happen and it gets old after a while, right? And so we've just we divided it so that Sunday through Saturday, one person is fully in charge of the dishes, loading and unloading the dishwasher, hand washing anything that might need to be hand washed. And keeping the kitchen at a reasonable state. It's not always perfectly clean, but somebody's dealing with the dishes. And so when it's my week, I do it on my time and I make sure it's done. And the one of the rules is by Sunday morning, the dishes have to be cut up from the week. So it's whoever takes over Sunday isn't spending all day like doing dishes, catching up from the week before. And it trades. And so it just means when it's not my week, I don't have to worry about it. If my kids don't have clean water bottles in the morning before school, my husband has to wash them. Like that's his department for the day. It's one less thing on my brain that I have to worry about. And then when it is my week, I can plan it into my day in a way that makes sense for me. And so it's just taken that stress out of, okay, the kitchen is a mess. Who is responsible for it? Because there's always somebody who is responsible for it from beginning to end. And so that's, there's one example, because dish I talk about dishes a lot. I think people argue in their families over how to load the dishwasher. And, you know, I could do, I could get more in there. I've had a friend was telling me that his wife would reload the dishwasher after he did it because she could fit more dishes in there. And he was about done just loading the dishwasher at all. Like, why should I bother if you are going to redo it? And so having this conversation and having somebody in charge, like certainly maybe I could fit more dishes in there, but my husband is responsible on his week for loading and unloading. And if he doesn't get as many in there, who cares? Like it's the dishes are being done and it's not my task. So I don't have to worry about it. I love it. I love it. And I, I, I love that you brought up the subject of dishes because that's my nemesis too. For me, it's <laughs> when they don't get in the dishwasher at all and the sink just piles up. Mm -hmm. I had to have a conversation about that with my husband of like, okay, at least get them in the, at least rinse them and get them in the dishwasher. Because mm -hmm. it's overwhelming to me when I come in and the sink is so full that I'm then catching up. I'm having to frantically unload the dishwasher mm -hmm. and then rinse mm -hmm. all the dishes and then get them into the dishwasher. Mm hmm. Yeah. Ah, you know, it just drives yeah. me crazy. And so I do think it is. And I agree with you. It's just sometimes it because, you know, we're, we're two different people and our brains work differently. And maybe throughout the day of what first comes to mind about what's focused on the brain, like you said, or on our radar, it's going to be different. Like your husband was totally clueless. He did not. He wasn't even thinking about that. You were about your mm -hmm. perspective of, of, of the dishes. And so for me, the same thing. I had to talk to my husband about, listen, <laughs> please, honey, can you get the dishes in the dishwasher? Okay. So that way the sink doesn't overflow. That's my overwhelm. I don't mind unloading and reloading the dishwasher. It's, mm -hmm. I don't want to see the sink overflow because then I have no place to like rinse vegetables when I need to cook. I have no place to um, uh, rinse, rinse hand wash pans if I have things that I need to 
we use again the next day because I have a few pans I use every day that can't go in the dishwasher. So mm-hmm. I need to have my space clean so yeah. I can function in there. So that's my trigger. So what are your triggers? That'd be just a validation thing to open up a conversation. You know, what mm. drives, what are the things that drive you crazy? And maybe ask your, asking your spouse, what are the things that drives them crazy? So you can create that cohesive plan together about how can we mm-hmm. make this work that doesn't trigger either one of us. Cause that's the last thing you want either. You know, we don't need more arguments and frustration and nitpicky stuff in our day-to-day life. Cause we got enough on our plate, right. Um, with keeping up the kids and, and we want to have a healthy, cohesive relationship with our mm-hmm. spouse. But like you said, you know, if we're like feeling like we're picking up after them, we're happy to raise another child that doesn't help. And that's not what a marriage is supposed to be either. So it's very yeah. important that you do have these conversations, even if it seems silly or whatnot, I promise you, it's going to be so much better for your overall health of your marriage and your Mm -hmm. load of whatever extra challenges you're dealing with, especially if you're dealing with extra challenges besides just the day-to-day things of uh, running a business or working or raising your kids. But if you're dealing with um, other stresses like caring for family, loved ones, or your own health or um, some other extenuating circumstance, it's really important that you try to outsource and and keep from overloading your brain mm-hmm. your mind and your body as much as you can because that just takes a toll and it does not move the needle forward so yeah and I will say with that um like with the dishes like maybe going a whole week like my husband and I do doesn't work for you maybe it needs to be every other day one of you you kind of trade off every day and one of the biggest things is that whoever has the higher standards doesn't win in the like how is this going to be done? You are coming to mutually agreed upon standards. So it might be that by a certain time of day, if it's your husband's day to take care of the kitchen, it's done by a certain time of day versus on. And so on your day, you can do it and what works for you, but then for you. So it's not like I, this kitchen sink must always be empty. It is maybe by five o'clock it needs to be dealt with because then you're going to make dinner and you need things cleaned up or kind of whatever, but it's something that you're going to discuss and come to an agreement together. And then whoever is in charge gets to do it how they want to do it. So you might disagree on how your husband loads the dishwasher or he may come into the kitchen at five till five and take care of it because that's just what worked for his day. And you have to step back and kind of let that sort of work on that together. But it's not like I need the kitchen clean spotlessly all of the time. And you are responsible for making that happen. Also, it is just, it's this like mutually agreed upon acceptable standards of how something is done. So I want to make sure that's understood that it's not, you know, I need this dishwasher loaded exactly this way. And it needs to be done this way all of the time, or it's wrong. And I think we fall into that trap because it's a it's a sense of control. We've been conditioned that the state of our house is, our worth is wrapped up in the state of our house. And there's so much behind that that we don't always take the time to unpack. And so really working through that piece of, okay, somebody else is doing it. They're going to do it differently. And these are what we agreed upon on how that's going to happen. And then working from there, if that makes sense. No, I like that because that is something to consider different personalities, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we all have a little bit of OCD, you know, or just, uh, or um, we're 
sticky or particular in a certain way. You know, we have mm-hmm. a certain way, the way we like to do things and that sense of control. So when you're definitely delegating tasks, how can you do it to where you give that grace and that freedom? Like, okay, this week, like you, the way you're, I love the way that you're sharing about how your family does it. Okay. For this week, at least I have the peace of mind that task is done and that and my, I'm giving my spouse the grace that, okay, they can do it how they want, but as long as the task gets done, that's the only thing that matters. And that takes a load off your brain that gives them that showing your spouse grace and respect and understanding and mm-hmm. trust that they are doing well and they're doing, and they're getting, they're helping you out. So, and helping to run the family unit. So that needs to be taken into account too, because it's not a, I am better or he that or he is better. It's about let's do it together in a way that mm-hmm. makes sense and that makes it a level playing field. So or like, you know, like the method that you use, the fair play. Let's make it fair. Let's make yeah. it fair to where we're both being treated with respect. We're both being understood. We're both being seen, but we're both mutually getting the benefit of, okay, things are getting done. We're not being overwhelmed and triggered because the house is a mess and it's crazy, Bill but it is getting done and it's getting done in a way to where we're not yelling at each other. We're not getting grumpy mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not adding more fuel to the fire. Cause that's the last thing we need. So it really is about having these intentional conversations. So, and same thing could translate over to your caregiving journey too. Like the way mm-hmm. I do my dad's meds, my husband's meds, um, how I run my logs for keeping track of when they have symptoms or side effects and, and, and log everything, it's going to look different. You know, mm-hmm. I give you the, I give you the foundation, but it's going to look way different of how you do that. And same thing with any productivity system or productivity coach that you follow, they're going to all have their system, but then you're going to have to look at it from the standpoint of like, okay, I see how they're doing it, but how does it make sense up here to my brain? How do I mm-hmm. tweak it to, to where it makes sense to my brain? So the idea is here, you get the foundation, but then you just tweak it and then you run with it and you make and you make adjustments as you go to, as things happen and you realize, eh, this isn't serving me anymore. I need to up the ante a little bit over here. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, but the biggest thing I want to say guys, is that having a foundation is from the get go is better than nothing. If you mm-hmm. have a foundation, it makes it so much easier to be able to pivot and change down the road. than if you have nothing and you're just in your knee deep and stress and overwhelm and you have no game plan, you have no Way, way out no system it just is so much harder so if you take 15 minutes today to just like start having those conversations and then start cre- creating a plan this week you're going to be so much better off in 30 days to 90 days than you were would be is it if you just stayed stuck in overwhelm and frustration and you did not get the need if you did not move the needle forward you know what I mean it mm-hmm. just does not help so how can you make it better how can you keep tweaking how can you be open how can you be curious Okay. There's an element of curiosity here. It's like, you know, to problem solve, right. But I think that's another word, word that goes, goes along with this. Wouldn't you say about, you know, you have to kind of be curious and you kind of have to problem solve because being frustrated, the only way to get unfrustrated is to like figure it out. Mm-hmm. You have to figure it out with your spouse and your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remembering that you are a team, that it's not you necessarily delegating everything to other people and they're not really helping you in the sense that you are on the same team and you're working together and everybody has agency and everybody is participating. Mm -hmm. I think we can fall into the, well, he just needs to help me out or she just needs to help me out. Or I just need my kids to help out. And it's, we are on the same team here and we are all in this together and we're going to work on this together. And I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody else what to do and how to do it. It is 
these are the things that need to happen and we're going to share and work together and making them happen. Um, even though somebody is taking on fully a task, it's not me. I think there's space for delegating stuff, but I think when it comes to childcare and household tasks, making sure that we're all on the same team versus I'm in charge and I'm going to tell everybody else what to do. I think there's it's kind of a tiny difference, but I think it just gets everybody involved in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you definitely need a plan and you can start small. We're not overhauling our lives Everything. this week. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> one thing that we're going to start and work on and then talk about and evaluate in a few weeks and see yeah. what's working. Yeah. Don't try to do 15 things all at once, guys. We're not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> is that think about for this week, here's a challenge for y'all. Think about one thing you and your spouse have the conversation and you choose that one thing together. What's one thing you want to focus on for this week? Maybe this month, you want to just focus on one thing, break it down. It doesn't, you have, don't have to do 50 things all at once. Mm -hmm. That just creates more of a mom. Like, oh gosh, I need to work on this. I need to work on this. I need to work on this. That's sensory overload. It's not going to get you moving the needle forward. So what is one task you can work on? Mm -hmm. Okay. An example, I mean, it's not maybe household related, but with my health, I have like, I, I have like eight goals that I came up with my productivity coach and life coach to work on. I'm not working on all eight right now, y'all. I can't do it. There's no <laughs> way I'm working on three. So it's sleep, it's exercise and it's hydration. So those 90 ounces of water every day, those, um, being those good quality of six to seven hours of sleep all night. Cause that's all your girl gets right now with the season that I'm in. It's getting that 15 to 20 minute walk in every day to get some exercise and some movement in. So I do take care of my body. So it's okay to start small and just pick Mm -hmm. a couple things, master those and get a, get a routine Mm -hmm. or a system down for those and then add more and have another conversation. Like, okay, we feel we've tried, we've been at this for a while. Do you feel like we have a good um, foundation for these two to three things or one to one to two things? Do you think we're ready to start tweaking more or do we need to, or, or would that be too much? Okay. So it's okay to go like that too. Less is more sometimes. Start with a few things, master those, tweak those as you need to, and then you can add on more. It's okay to do that. There's no, there's no verbal book saying that you have to do overhaul your, like Ali said, overhaul your life all at once, guys. Don't do it that way. It's going to just create more frustration and overwhelm. <laughs> it really is. So with that being said, Valerie, why don't we give our listeners three simple tips? Simple, just really simple tips that that would get them the ball going. Besides having that important conversation with their spouse, what are three tips that we want to give our listeners to help them get started with getting it more fair played or mm-hmm. being a productive mom and a spouse or a caregiver, you know, in this crazy thing we call life? Yeah. Um, I'm going to cheat. And one of this first, the first tips here might not, it might feel big. I know we've been talking about trying to do small things, but I think putting in this work now will make everything else so much easier. And that is spending some time. And this is both uh, one of the first steps in the fair play method. And then just something I recommend is really just spending some time identifying your values as a family and as a person. And I used to hate that word, but once you really spend some time figuring out, maybe it's not using the word values, maybe it's really just what's important to me 
or what are my goals for this season or this, the next six months? What do I want life to look and feel like right now? And talking about that with your partner so that you're on the same page and depending on the age of your kids, maybe getting them involved because from there, those values become your guidelines for everything else that you're going to say yes or no to. So like one of the examples is what are your, what do birthday parties for your kids look like? Do we throw elaborate birthday parties or do you throw simple birthday parties and talking about your, with your family, what that looks like, because it's going to save you time, right? Are we throwing elaborate birthday parties that involve a petting zoo and a bouncy castle and 30 kids versus we're having three kids over for pizza and a movie. Those are different levels of energy and time. And so having that conversation and understanding, and this could be 10 minutes of just what do we want things to look like right now? And, and it's going to be different. And I, I use the birthday example as I was talking with someone recently whose teenage daughter told her mom that she didn't really enjoy the big over-the-top birthday parties that her mom had been throwing her. And her mom was just kind of, I think, upset with herself and frustrated because I don't think she'd enjoyed hosting and throwing all these parties, but she felt obligated to do it. And so when we just take this time up front to really figure out what's important, then we know where we're going from there. We can decide, yes, I want to take on a PTA board membership. I have time for that in my life this year. Or, you know, I would really like to do that, but that's just not going to fit with this season of my life right now between my caregiving responsibilities and my own job and taking care of the household. I don't have time for that as much as I would love to, or just kind of really knowing, like, it just gives you those guidelines. So now, you know, what you want to say yes or no to going forward, and you can evaluate your current life as well. Um, what are the activities you've committed to right now? Where do you want your business to go? And what is going to fit within what that looks like? So community is really important to me. So my business is designed to create a community for moms. And I am building community in my own life. And so things that might not fit into that, don't, I'll say no to. Or you know, we used to love hosting big barbecues every summer. And then once we had kids, I don't have the energy for that anymore. I would rather have, you know, two other families over where I can have a conversation with you over the, you know, over dinner versus spending three hours while everybody else is outside having fun. And I'm making sure that the food trays are all full and I don't get to spend time with my friends. And so it's really, it's sort of, I'm, I'm, cheating on answering your question there, but that piece is just so important to me. And I think really important to where you're headed. And so making sure that you're taking that time. And I, I know that that can feel huge and maybe you're all cursing at me right now, as you hear this and you're just like, I'm not taking that time. I don't have time. Take 10 minutes and just sit down or like another example is we'll make lists in the summer and winter of, of things we want to do as a family. And mine will include like, I want to go do a ropes course and we're going to go do this hiking and I want to go camping and like what feels like big things. My kids want to hang out with their friends and eat ice cream. Like they're not thinking big elaborate mm -hmm. things. They want to just do little things. And so we'll make right. time for both, but it brings me back from, okay, every weekend we must be out, you know, hiking this mountain and, and then we're going to go do play mini golf. And then we're going to have our friends over for a play date and we're going to go do this. And then everybody's exhausted come Monday morning. 
We're going to create time to just go eat ice cream. And that's all we're going to do on a Saturday afternoon. We're not going to do a bunch of other things. And so when you all get on the same page and you have those guidelines, it makes every other decision so much easier because then you're going, does this fit into our goals for the summer? Right. Yeah. Yes and if no. it doesn't, you ditch it. That's the same right. thing like with um with what I teach with comp is like, you know, prepare for the unexpected so you have a game plan for medical emergencies, build your support network, get organized around your home, have a system for managing your schedule, prioritize that self-care and tell your story to heal and inspire. So, you know, they're they're all tied in together. And the first thing is with anything with of having a plan is outsourcing what needs to go. You don't Mm -hmm. have the time. If you don't have the money, if you don't have the energy or you just frankly just don't want to deal with something, it needs to either go or you need to outsource it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So having those boundaries, guys, of being able to say no and also Mm -hmm. just and and carving out that time throughout your day for yourself or to focus on these goals is important. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say no. Okay. If someone's, if you're feeling, and listen to me, if you're in a season right now (laughs) where you feel like you can't say no, I want you to say no. Okay, because you have to have a boundary. Because, like, like Valerie was just saying, you know, if you don't have time to be doing an activity that's going to take hours or several days, where you're going to need to be outside the home doing something away from your family, your home, don't do it. Don't commit. You know, let someone else do that. Pick something that is more realistic to your situation. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going for reality here. We're going for simple. We're going for. Um, you know, what management, management, what you can realistically handle in the season. That, and there's nothing wrong with that. So um, Valerie, um, what is something that we've talked about either in our conversation today or maybe throughout your own enlightenment journey, if I can say it that way, of, <laughs> of discovering productivity that has just really resonated with you. That might just be something that our, one of our moms needs to hear or entrepreneurs or whoever needs to hear um, right now that's feeling like, okay, I understand what the, these girls are saying, but I feel so overwhelmed and scared about even just starting, mm-hmm. you know, how can, how am I going to do this? So what can you give, let's give them a little pep talk here. So that way they don't feel so overwhelmed. <laughs> so they do start. So what do you have yeah. to share? Yeah. I, I think it's realizing that our to-do list is never going to end. It's always going to be there. And I get when I say that you might be like, well, then why even bother? Or, you know, that's not helpful. But I think it's knowing that it's always going to be there gives you space to step away from it. And one, I I think the biggest thing is really just what are the things that I can do today that are going to move the needle? And it's not 15 things. It's what are the top three things that I am going to do today that is going to move me forward even just a little bit? And then, and of course, there are going to be a dozen other things that you are going to do, but if you prioritize those today, whatever that might be for your business, for your health, for the, so you mentioned the three things that you're doing for your health. So you're going to prioritize those each day. And so figuring out what those are, maybe it's just, you write it on a a little post-it note, a little sticky. So you're only, whatever fits on a sticky is what you're going to focus on today. And so when I can just say, these are the top three things I'm going to do today, and I get those done, then the rest of the day flows easier because now I'm just doing whatever else I have the energy for, or I can just go take a break, or I can focus on kind of what I call bonus tasks. So these are the things that I need to get done today. And if I get to this stuff, awesome. And if I don't, 
it's not the end of the world and really knowing what the next step in everything is and breaking it down to as small as possible of a step. So instead of having like my to-do list a couple of years ago, just said Yellowstone because we wanted to take a camping trip to Yellowstone. My brain would see that and I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so I'm, it wouldn't happen. And so I sat down one day and wrote out in the smallest details, okay, I need to figure out when reservations for campgrounds in Yellowstone open for summer of 2023. It's like a year out. And so I had, okay, then I'm going to research what campgrounds do I want? Where do we want to stay? Where's our, where do we fit? What's going to make sense for us? Now, those are two very separate steps and I could do those over a couple of weeks, right? It's 10 minutes on Yellowstone's website, trying to figure out when reservations start. Okay. I have until this date to figure out where we want to stay. Okay. Then I'm going to make these reservations. And so I broke it out down into very little steps. And so then you can just start chipping away at things. And so then the trip gets planned instead Mm -hmm. of me just seeing, oh, Yellowstone, I don't even know where to start. And then it doesn't happen because now I'm not even, my brain can't figure out what to do. So really those very small steps. And then what are the three small steps that I need to accomplish today? That's going to move things that my future self will thank me for. That's kind of the, the thing that I say to myself, what will tomorrow me be grateful I did today? Right. And yeah. then I get that motivation because future me, and sometimes it'll be like, well, you know what? Tomorrow me is going to be really mad. I didn't clean the kitchen today, but I'm really tired. So I'm just going to go to bed and apologize to future me. But it's sort of, it gets that you thinking about what, what do I really need to focus on today that is going to have an impact? Right. So what I teach non-negotiable tasks. What are your non-negotiable tasks every day? For me, it's laundry. If the, the basket's three quarters are all the way full, it's getting that silly dishwasher taken care of <laughs> if it needs to be unloaded and reloaded and washing whatever dishes I need for the next day. So I'm ready to go. I'm prepped. I'm, I'm ready to hit the floor going. And then looking at my calendar, making sure I have everything in my calendar for what is the next day. For me, I have to have notifications, Google Calendar wise, 24 hours in advance. And then I do also need multiple reminders. So we have a family calendar where I write things out too. So that might be sensory overload for some people having their phone go off. I mean, obviously I keep mine on silent, so it's not necessarily dinging, but I still get the notifications because mm-hmm. I just like to know a day in advance what's coming up. So I don't mm-hmm. forget. So same thing, you can do tasks, you know, with Google, if you have a, um, it, you can just write, you can do mm-hmm. t- just basic tasks on your Google calendar guys. Or if you have um, a good, a boot, enough caffeine guys I'm sorry or if you have a business google account you have this Mm. thing um, called standalone tasks and you can just do dates and do your business stuff if you are an entrepreneur like we are in there or notion there's so many different things so when you're doing the planning something else I would also encourage you to do is what makes sense to you is it writing do you do better with memory by writing it out on on a paper sticky with pen and paper does that seem more concrete by actually writing something than just putting something digital into your device of either a computer or your iPhone or iPad. So what makes sense to you to keep track of all those tasks? And again, how can you break it down? I'm glad that you said start small and use that Yellowstone illustration that instantly made me think of the book, Eat That Frog, Mm -hmm. Um, of where you you basically get the author is, I forget the name of the author, guys, I'm sorry, but Eat the Frog, go look on Amazon and read the book, it's a good (laughs) book. Um, But the idea of the author, he breaks it down is of, of how you can break it down these tasks if you have a big goal of say like like what she used Valerie used of Yellowstone you're not going to do that all in the matter of just a couple of days it's going to take several weeks so 
have the end result in mind and then work backwards over a couple of weeks and days about how of how to break down those tasks and even if just go week by week. Um, my my productivity coach, um, Rebecca Lar, shout out to Rebecca, love you. Um, I love that she uses that. Um, she uses the that frog method. You know, she has her long term goals, but she breaks it down to where she has like maybe one one really big task maybe for the week, and then like two small ones, and that's all she does for the week. And if she gets if she gets done early, then she can do like what what Valerie was saying. She adds bonus tasks, and I do kind of the same thing as well. So it's fine. It's fine start mm-hmm. small have have it written down somewhere so you do make sure that you're holding holding yourself accountable accountable to get it done and have a due date put a due date on it so that way mm-hmm. you you know that um after this time forget it it has to be done there's no x y and z it has to be done okay so it it doesn't have to feel like a mountain okay you can go up the mountain slowly so <laughs> valerie if people are interested in learning more about working with you, with your work, learn more about the fair play method, where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at stride productivity, and uh, you can head to my website. Uh, you can sign up on my website, which is strideproductivity.com for um, a private podcast where I get into the fair play method in more detail and what it really looks like and how to implement it in your life. And it's designed, um, you know, the episodes are like four minutes long, not even because uh, we're busy and we want little short snippets of things. And so it's just designed to, to fit into the nooks and crannies of your life. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, come, come follow me on Instagram and let's chat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I will cl- include all of Valerie's work and links to her work below in the description, whether you're watching this on Spotify, Apple, Google, my um, website, YouTube, it'll all be in the description box below. And also too, guys, if you are struggling with trying to find a healthy balance right now between going after your dreams dreams with your business and finding a balance between being a caregiver and a mom, I get it. I want to help you. Book a free caregiver support call below in the description box to learn more about those details. And Valerie, thank you so much for being on the Caregiver Coffee Chat podcast today. I think this is going to really, really help a lot of other people out there who are struggling with feeling so stressed, so overwhelmed and not having a clue about how to get started. Yeah. Good. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, guys. I'll see you in the next episode of the Caregiver Coffee Chat Podcast. Take care, guys.